What is up, everybody? Today we are back talking about Lakeisha's film being dragged on social media and a lot more on Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Hey, 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 what, 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 okay, it's a Thursday again, what, what, it is, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back, we are back at Black Hollywood Lives, the trend, we got a full house today, it's like family, we had your cousins, your aunties, your grandmother's house, it's the barbecue reunion today, family matters, right, what, I'm hungry, I'm hungry too, all right, I need some ribs, all right, or a margarita with some tacos. That too. Mm. I'll take that as well. Wow, this is all really good. And okay. I only got coffee, so this is not really helping me right now. Uh, I'm your host, Daryl Christian. Joining me today is Courtney Stewart. Hello, everybody. DJ Jesse J. What's up? Tanisha Laverne Grant. Hello, sweet babies. Oh, wow. Yeah. We sweet babies, we sweet babies today. All right. All right. Bring Lord. your sweet baby with your leather gloves on. Girl. I just want you to have a snake just riled up I here. Know, like, Aaliyah, we need a oh, resolution. Because she oh, the fingers like, hello, babies. I love it. Okay. Well, we also have three very special guests today. We Did y'all do. know we have an Emmy nominee in the house? Yes, we do. Let me say it again. <laughs> Emmy nominee. Say Shanti Lowry is here with us today. Hi. I love hearing that. Thank you. We have director Michael Shepard with us today. What's up, y'all? And my favorite name of the day, actor Parnell Damon Makano. Oh, that was good. I did it. I practiced, y'all. Well, practiced. Now that's the only time you're going to hear it. Is it going to be Parnell today? Or Pete? It's going to be Pete. Pete. What up, Pete? What up, Pete? We got a lot of topics today, so we're going to get right into it because we got a lot of things to cover. Yeah, we do. Well, y'all may not have heard about it. Well, you probably have heard about it because mm-hmm. Black Twitter announced it to the world. Mm-hmm. There was this movie, this independent movie that was released called, well, well, selectively released, right. uh, Loquisha. And you might see the picture around. It is a black woman's face opened up with a white man inside of it. So black Twitter went crazy uh, with the release of the trailer. So basically it's about this white man who's trying to make some money so his son can go to school and... You know, he's doing radio and whatnot, podcasts, and it's just not working out for him. So he said, hey, I'm going to recreate this character. And he recreates this character, uh, he creates this character, excuse me, uh, called Loquisha, a black woman who, as he says, tells it like it is. And it is him... You know, the whole shtick up, uh-uh, what girl? Like, you see this whole video trailer of him doing this thing, and everyone's loving Loquisha, and they're calling in to get the real deal. And it don't really even sound like a black woman. It sounds like he's just a very horrible accent, even trying to do anything with this. Like, it sounds like a man. And I was just like, what in the fake Mrs. Doubtfire is going on here? <laughs> Not fake Mrs. Doubtfire. No. <laughs> the racist Mrs. Doubtfire. No, so Black Twitter dragged it in. And um, he actually came out to state that he wasn't trying to mock anybody. He said if you actually, maybe the trailer isn't really explaining the movie. um, But the idea is that, you know, recreating ourselves in a time when things just aren't working for you. Um, And that he worked with a lot of black actors on the show and his black friends. He's got lots of black friends. Lots. And, um, you know, they supported it and they helped create this creation that we should give it a chance. And black Twitter 
is like hell no. Now, actually, some people are actually questioning if this is even like a movie that's going to be released. If it, it hasn't gone in any film festivals or anything like that, all that's rumors that it won awards and all that. It didn't. He came out to say that it did not. Um, but he's thankful that he's getting pressed for it, but he doesn't like that it has this negative stigma attached to it. What did y'all think? Somebody. I feel like nobody wants to I know, jump nobody in wants first to touch this. this first. Uh, okay, okay, so, okay, I started to say this at the beginning of the show. I tried to go into this with a very open mind as, as a journalist. I thought about it in two different ways because I was like, okay, I saw the dragon on social media and going on, but I was like, let me just look at this trailer myself. When I looked at the trailer, my first thought was if this was released five years ago, I don't think it would have been as much of an uproar as it is today. I think this is not the time right now of where we're at with just Trump being in office, all of the, uh, you know... um, Five years ago? um, I would give it ten. Five, five... Well, to ten. What was White Girl? When did White Girls come out? But see, that's the thing. Everyone's yeah. comparing it white to White Chicks. And that was like yeah. ten. White Girls is the HBO show. White Chicks was probably fifteen years ago. White yeah. Chicks was fifteen yeah. years yeah. ago. Yeah. I know. Damn y'all! Yeah. That was early. Because Mean Girls is. I mean, I didn't know what you were talking about. I was in elementary school when it came out. I mean, I was just born. I mean, my mom wouldn't let me see it because I was born then. Wait, whoa. I'm kidding. What's happening? Uh, so, <laughs> Back to the topic. No, I'm kidding, by the way. Yeah. So, no, uh, but if, if it had come out at that time, I think it would have been perceived differently than right now. We're just not in that state right now for that type of humor, I personally think. But that was my two cents. It, it feels really tone deaf. Yeah. Like, it just feels like I'm really surprised they're surprised that people have a problem with it. Um, in politics right now, you have nothing but conversations about blackface. Like, if blackface is a problem 20 years ago that somebody did it 20 years ago, why would you think Mm. that you can make this movie and people won't have a problem with it? Um, That has nothing to do with my opinion. I think it's... um, it's just stupid. It's ignorant, <laughs> and I wouldn't want to see it. Right. But I do think people have the right to make the movies they want to see, and I hope that audiences uh, don't go and see it so that nobody <laughs> ever makes a movie like this again. I yeah. really do think it's – I personally think it's racist and insensitive. Mm. Um, but I also – I think that that's what film is about. It's about telling whatever story you're trying to tell. True. And, you know, did anyone ever think about this fact that he's just trying to tell the story of – you know, the fact that it's hard for white men these days to pay for private school educations for their children, right? They might not get to shop at Whole Foods if he does not take on this next job, right? right. And pay for 91 octane gas in his imported vehicle, (laughs) right? Like, these are important things to white people, so I'm glad he's making a movie that speaks to that. Yes, I agree. I'm curious, is there anyone coming out, uh, like black folks coming out and saying, oh, no, this is my buddy, this is my friend, this is what he's trying to say. Is there anyone who's doing that? That's That's a great question. Dwayne Perkins, he's the comedian and the actor, uh, actor in the movie. The, his best friend. His in the best movie. friend in the movie. He says that he w- is hoping that people will go into the movie uh, unbiased. He said that he was not. His intention was not to make a mockumentary or a mock, a mock of anything. Um, his intentions were to encourage people to just have fun and laugh and that kind of thing. So he's hoping that people can go into it with an open mind. But I'm like, mm, the problem is, is that if, if it was tonight. if it was a black woman in the story, like how this is basically Howard Stern's story. Like he couldn't make it, so he created the all these characters and his head and he started like vocalizing them now if we actually told the story of a black woman doing this and she was the star of the movie it wouldn't 
in Hollywood today, it wouldn't hit the same way. So I think that's why people are bothered by it, because that this man is doing something like this, and the fact that we're biting towards a mockumentary than we actually would if the actual star was a black female. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, that's an interesting point. For me, it just... it stings, it stings, it stings, it stings, it stings because black women, I, I don't know who came up with this idea that black women have it easy in Hollywood. You know, I, I don't know if this is just new. I didn't get is that Is that an memo. idea that people have? That's no. Oh, yeah. Lord. I, mean, I was like, wait, yeah, I was like, that, oh, Lord. who, who thinks I mean, that? for him to want to be a black woman working in the space, you right. know, for thinking he'll, he'd fare be- better as a black woman, I'm like... I'm still having difficulty. (laughs) I'm still having difficulty. You know, there was a reporter just a couple days ago in New York City who was on the red carpet for John Wick, and Halle Berry had to, you know stand and say, I'm going to make sure that I interview with these two black journalists. So, wow. I don't know. She did that, by the right. way. Yeah. Yeah, that so, doesn't often happen. Yeah. So. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And then the whole adding, like, oh, my son needs tuition money for school. and private you know, school. black Private school. school. Private school. Right. Thank yeah. you yes. for, for clarifying. Yeah, 13000 a year. $13,000. That's cheap. My son's private my son's school is twenty eight thousand a year. Exactly. Wow. Twenty eight thousand yes. dollars a year. Wow. Yes. Yes. Cool. Thirteen is wow. cheap. I, I sued the district to get that for free though. I'm just I'm, hey, praise I did it I did it the right way. Praise they messed Lord. up and I got everything I wanted. So basically <laughs> conclusion, nobody's gonna go see Lokeisha. Um sorry ever. dude, ever. But like I, I support you. You wanna be stupid and make a stupid movie, do your thing. Waste your money. Do Here you, you fault any of the actors who sign on board to do the film? You yeah. as an actress, yeah. you as an actor. Well, for me, everybody has to make their own choice for them. Mm-hmm. And live with the repercussions of that, yes. yeah. you know, and that's that's just my way of like, yes, that's how you roll, that's cool, but realize that people are going to be look, giving you the, the side, side eye, eye. Yes. you know, from and, that point. And on. Did anyone read the script before? You know, right, because right. if you're given a role, here's what the script is, and any actor going uh, right away, mm-hmm. he's in black voice, <laughs> black face, okay. black voice, exactly. Here, I'm just going to pass on this. Yeah, that's yes. what I, you know. I will say that I'm not going to judge anyone too harshly. I think it depends on where you are in your career and how badly you want to break. I'm not saying that that's the right thing or the wrong thing. As as I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with making the movie. I'm just not going to go see it. And I really hope that nobody else does either. So I'm not going to say there's anything wrong with being in it. Um, And I, as I said, at the beginning of your career and you just want a chance and you want to prove you can do something... You know, you it, a it's a bummer probably <laughs> now because you're not going to want to put that on your resume. <laughs> right, exactly. But, Hope that wasn't your first credit. Yeah. You still, no, quit, you know, still uh, got the extra. Put mind. it towards the end of your reel. Right. Right. And, and maybe like not on it. You know. Yeah. But, you know. I don't know. Just, there's just something called the integrity piece. You know, we've all been faced with choices. I, I'm always faced with the choice as a journalist. Do I want to run particular content? Do I want to run this particular interview? Because again, you know, your career, your name, your brand. That's your reputation and it will come back to bite you and it will definitely come back to bite you even faster in this generation that we're in because people will Google you and research you. I mean, I have people message me like, oh my God, girl, I saw one of your auditions. I'm like, how'd you find that? How did you find that? And people will judge you and judge you very harshly for your choices. They don't care. That's true. That's true. But in the end, we'll we have the right yeah. to choose, and this that's, is true. that's life. But this is true. Somewhere where you don't have the right to choose anymore. Oh. Oh. Good segue. Nice. 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 
yeah, at me. I see what that you did there. That was so fire shit. right there. And I'm going to not be hostile. Uh, Y'all, this is not a new... Take a sip, we take are a not a tea. new source, so I am biased, clearly. And I'm not here for us to, you know, fight over whether I, they, you don't or do believe in abortion or believe it's murder and all that. That's not what we're talking about. But this week, Alabama, mm. their governor, signed over into law, basically, a complete ban on abortion. Except... They did have one exception in the uh, case that the mother's life is threatened by the pregnancy. Um, Even no that, <clears throat> though, they are making you prove, prove a ton. Right. Like they, They're going to make you get to that point where you might actually you might die. Actually yeah. die. Yeah. So you have to wait till you're and, about to die. And then if you do die, be, oh, whoopsie. So, to, oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I can't help you. Um, additionally, it's, it's not necessarily criminalizing the women themselves, but it is criminalizing the doctors, so they could be charged with a felony for performing the procedure if they do. It might be up to six months before the actual ban is enacted across the state, but it is clearly a, uh, you know, a, a, a follow-up to a bunch of other states that are also doing very similar things. Missouri. Georgia just passed one Missouri last week. Today. Missouri's Eight on weeks. the list. Ohio's yeah. on that list. But they're doing Minnesota's town. on that list. So everybody that thinks I'm this saying, is just some country saying. southern people in Georgia yeah. and Alabama and Mississippi, no, it's not. It's no. spreading. It's in Maryland as well. There are lots of really strict bans that are coming in various states and mm-hmm. more that are on the table that have not been passed yet but are up for votes very soon to do this. And everyone, for the most part, thinks that it is um, basically the far right opportunity to sort of force another case before the Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade and as you know Brett Kavanaugh is um, sitting on that seat now so it's very possible that Roe v. Wade could be overturned and yeah they're saying today it's going to come down to John Roberts vote yeah well I've heard there are like 33 states that have are either passing or in the works abortion restrictions and only think about maybe six or seven that are voting to strengthen the right, right. to abortion. Um, and I know that they're, that the whole the, the right wing has already said this is their goal is, yeah, to, take goal is to take it to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of politicals who are saying the Supreme Court may not hear their case, you know, because with all the, the challenges that are going to these laws right now, they are probably going to be rejected by the lower courts, hoping that they will get to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court may just go like, we're not touching that. Not yeah. touching so it. there's still an opportunity um, to stop What's the Handmaid's Tale from coming to life? You know, and it's something that ever since I've been watching that show, it's like if we are not careful, this can really have y'all look good. If we're not diligent, if we're not vigilant, all the ends, you know, to stop this from happening, that we could be actually living in. We already this are. alternative world. Yeah. Yeah. Season three coming next month. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> right. right. Season three. Right with the wave. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. We're, we're already in season four. Yeah. Right. I heard that they, Ohio, is it? That yeah, they're, Ohio. That they're talking My about state. even taking preventatives and making them illegal? Yeah. Yes. That's, I mean, they, well, see, this is what's crazy, right? Like, so we're talking about abortion. Okay, fine, you get to that point. Like, there's not a lot of support for free contraception across this country, mm-hmm. period. That's very true. Additionally, as a woman, and the re- it's very frustrating because this is personal rights and rights to your body and physical choices that you make for your own person. Mm-hmm. And many states, there are restrictions on women. If you decide, like, oh, I'm 24, 
four and I don't want to have any kids ever. I don't want to get married or I do want to get married. And that, there are many states that you may not be able to get a tubal ligation, which is basically getting fixed. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. A dude can roll up and get a vasectomy at any point in time. Like, hey, cut, snip it. I don't want it. Right. But a woman literally in many states is restricted to the point where they make you have a waiting period. You got to think about it. You might change your mind, girl. You might want to. Or you might want to get Once you get married, you might change your mind, right. girl. You know or, when they won't make you wait? <laughs> If your husband walks if in with you and signs you and for, it, for it, yeah. you know, because he's a rational thinking person. Right. It's unbelievable. And I can't, I That's really insane. can't believe that there is any man who is defending this. Right. It's unbelievable. If, if you want to say that a woman does not have the right to decide what goes on in her body. And a lot of times people say it's because, for instance, in the, in, when someone is raped, there are a lot yeah. of people on the other side that will say, your body will not create a child right. oh if you don't right. want it. Right. Right. A right. senator right. actually said that right. out loud. Or actually. if God didn't want God you to have that, that child, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I can't. And I, exactly. I can't. Like, what? What? where yeah. are we living? I, yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with religion. If that's where we're going to take it, then I think the, the little blue pill, Viagra, should be against the law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if God wanted you to have an erection, yeah. he would <laughs> give you the blood. Why, to have it. why are we so talking about God? Back. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like that's oh, the craziest exactly. part, and I just don't understand. I mean, obviously, clearly, we don't understand this government. Yeah, right. but <laughs> it blows my mind that God can come up in a conversation so many times. Does it really, though? Huh? I mean, does it really surprise you? Blow that, your mind? That, yeah, yeah, yeah it does blow my mind because even on because religion is used so much. Yeah, I was going to say we're going to lynch you in the name of Jesus. Right? Yeah, we're going to lynch you. Well, but I'm talking about like up in you know. <laughs> I mean, it's. In the in, but, the in the White House and all that, but right. I'm saying like as far as words are used, but it blows my mind because it's it, that's the first thing that we talk about separation of this and yeah. so legally there's no more separation of church and state. Yeah, no. which is but that means like, this is the step to so erasing us as people. Period, and we will all eventually well, become when, slaves. When psychos yeah. and corporations have more rights than most black people do today, yeah. I posted. Yesterday, (laughs) it's like, and no one's talking about the fact that a hundred percent of pregnancy belongs to the man because without the seed, that would never happen. Exactly. So it's like it's you know, but the man is not being held responsible at all. Yes. If I got to keep this baby, I think child support starts immediately. Yeah, six weeks. Isn't that the new thing? Six weeks. weeks. I I agree. We should actually. Part of me says we should have these conversations and talk to people and say, "What are you doing? This is crazy." But it doesn't work because they they pull out these crazy, you know, God wants you to have a child kind of stuff. And so now I feel like we just need to push crazy legislation back at them. For instance, no more Viagra, period. It's against God, right? Right. And push back. No more masturbation. No more masturbation. You're wasting children. You're wasting children. Thousands of children. Wow. Dead. (laughs) Yeah. And mandatory child support at six weeks. And and criminalization if you don't pay it. it. If I have to live with this child in me, even though you raped me because God wanted it, then even if you're in jail, you need to pay me to have this baby. As soon as that heart starts, that little thumb. As soon as that heart beats. Yeah. I got your social security Do you know it costs $30,000 if you go into labor early yeah. for, to have a child? Mm-hmm. So you telling me I have to have this child could end up costing me 
Thirty, th- and that's you know, if I don't die in right, childbirth, right, that's right. you know, and I'm much more likely as a black woman. Exactly. Exactly. Well, my biggest yeah. thing is that no man should be determining how a woman's body should be, what what her rules are for the body. You know, like I, I don't think a man should actually have that power to be able to do it. But I mean, well, I know that's the do. don't tell Megan do. McCain that. Or or, yeah. or, or, or a woman, we got another vote. woman, what well, she should do with her body. Nobody yeah. 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 Well, I should be able to talk to my doctor, and nobody know what's going. On. And that's like well, the that's premise of Roe versus Wade. It's the right to privacy. That's exactly. none of your business. But now it's like there are things that they're asking, telling people that if you go out of state oh, yeah, you can to have be. an abortion, yeah. you cannot sign any waivers whatsoever. If you sign a waiver, then they they can take that waiver and pick it back to Alabama and say, oh, you did that. You're you charged it. now. You're charged. Wow. You can it's still insane. be charged. Yeah. It's that's insane. nuts. We're like. This thing is out of control. Like, y'all, 2008 happened. Them people stole people's houses. People lost their entire life's wealth. My own parents lost half of their worth in that crash. Nobody was punished. But we out here picking out random women and women who might have been raped or women that can't afford a kid and want to put them in jail or put their doctors in jail. Like, how does that make any sense at all ever, ever, ever in life? That's true. For 99 years. People people rape and murder people and don't go to jail for 99 years. That's just a thought. Because we're worried about what might happen to him in jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor him. Yeah. <sighs> like Trump, you, very you are trying to get rid of people out of the U.S. and then in this way, you are trying to bring more in. Like, <laughs> well, because they're good that, yeah. until they're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until right. they're, until they're, they're here, here, that's that's no problem. Right? Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. That's, you know, that's, me, you know, but it was here. interesting too because they were saying so if an illegal was here and has a baby here, six, however, it was six or eight weeks that they said, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So is that now an American citizen? And well, they're trying to change that anyway. Like you got to have right. one parent that's actually that a citizen, it's citizen already. Like yeah, that whole idea that you can give birth now. on this yeah. soil and be right. exactly. of yeah. America. But they are forcing the people that they are detaining at the border to give birth to children, um, even though they are seeking abortions. So yeah. this is a policy that is affecting the people crossing the border. There was a was 16 a girl, or 17 yeah. year old girl that they were basically just pushing back her deadline, her court date. They were doing this on purpose. They even said it to make sure that it was after the time when she could have the abortion. And they um, eventually, I think she was able to attain obtain her abortion. But that was one of hundreds of cases that came to light because yeah. of the ACLU suing. So hundreds of people are being forced to have children that then are going to be sent back with them to a country that they don't want to go to. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're going to get to stay here. They're going to get sent back there to... Yeah. to yeah. Nothing, I guess. And just for the record, this is one of the most intimate of your sort of personal body rights, like your decision to have a child and create, procreate with another person. That's one of the most intimate things that we have as humans. And if they're able to legislate and picket that and criminalize that, what else can they go oh, everything. After? I mean, yeah. everything. Forget trying to help mental health. And at if this nobody point. wants to even think about, like, think about it that way. Like, what's next? Because yeah. this is like should be the least of our concerns, and that's the one that they have selected to go after. So that means any and everything is on the table. Mm-hmm. Everything. Okay. Nobody wants to pay attention. No. No. Yeah, I mean, turning it's them, right. It's right. It's right here in our faces, and it's been in our faces. I mean, we've been talking about this ad nauseum for you know at least twenty years. Why it's important to vote? Why it's important to vote in every election? Yeah. You know, but all we are preoccupied with is with looking great on Instagram, the social media, the likes, the followers. We're just we're out of. I don't know. The bottom has completely fallen out. Yeah. The bottom. Has I hopefully, we can get it back. 
Mm. Hope we can get it back. Oh. All right. Well, oh, Canada. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to our ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Well, I was hoping to lighten the mood, but apparently I won't be doing that with this story. A 44-year-old woman from Houston was shot five times by a cop, and there's been a lot of controversy around this because she is, was suffering from mental health. Apparently, she had an altercation with a cop. He tased her. It didn't work. She tased him. She took the taser back, tased him, and he shot her five times. And the woman's name is Pamela Turner. She is a grandmother of three. Uh, they said she had been suffering from schizophrenia. And uh, it's a big uproar right now because of the fact that she was shot five times. And she had also yelled that she was pregnant before she was shot. I'm sure you guys have seen some of the yeah. story on social media. Uh, what were your thoughts? I mean, this is another another story of cops gone wrong. And uh, But the cop is saying in his defense that, you know, she was the aggressor in this and that that was the reason for him to be able to allow himself to shoot her five times. But if you look at the video, she's about five feet away exactly. from him standing completely still. Yes. Right. And he pulls out his gun and shoots, and shoots her. her. So I don't see where the aggression is. Right. Yes, there is that at the beginning. You know, she's like, why are you always following me? Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. And then, you know, he tases her. You hear the tase and she falls to the ground and she, he goes down and she tases him back. Good for you, sister, first of all. Um, but, you know, and then she backs away and she's trying to, she's literally talking. And he just goes, bam, 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 bam. And as you just go, that was not about a threat. And if other neighbors knew that this woman had schizophrenia and he's a cop who lived in that complex, then he knew he had that she had mental health issues. Yeah. Exactly. They said. Yeah, they said. Yeah. So this is not somebody he didn't know. This is, yeah. this is a personal thing that's going on between two people that he had whatever issue with her. Maybe she said something to her, his fragile white male. I don't know. But this was just unnecessary. Well, it's dumbfounding because didn't we just have a conversation about how the people on the right are like, you know, life begins at six weeks, but they have no problem with this man shooting an innocent baby. Like, let's pretend she doesn't exist. She says, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant, and he shoots, and nobody seems to have a problem with it. I just don't understand. That's not my She was a crazy black woman. There's no currency, and they like to remind us of that, you know, regularly, that there is no currency when it comes to black life, this black human experience. Experience, you know, and again, it's like you know, what is the answer? Like, what are we going to do? Because it's I not have like ten yeah. answers. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's say <laughs> no, really, like really, because this is the problem every time, right? They say, well, I was scared, and they were being aggressive. Sure, sure. Um, you know, when a two-year-old is really crazy, the first thing I do when they're running at me and I'm scared, they're gonna jump on me. I don't slap them to the ground. Right. I think of like ten ways I could de-escalate this situation because I know I'm much bigger than this two-year-old, and I will severely hurt it. Right? Cops, you have a gun. You can severely hurt somebody. You need. To to think of every way to de-escalate before you pull a gun. And, I mean, again, I can think of a million. She tased you. You back up. You, If you have to pull your gun, where was the freeze? Don't move. Mm-hmm. Um, hands behind your back. Where was any of yeah. that? And I'm pretty sure they teach those things. And, totally. like, again, and he didn't need to tase her to begin no with. currency right. on black life. They <laughs> yeah. don't care. And that's yeah. why I'm saying, what is the answer? Because this is something that we've been fighting. Yeah. Decade after decade after decade after decade after decade after decade after decade. You know, so although we know the answers logically, it's, it's not, not helping. Right. It's, so, again, like, what is the answer? What is the answer? Right. Well, my thing know. is, too, is, you know, I don't take lightly to a police officer being in a situation that's that's dangerous, mm-hmm. hands down. But when does tasing equal shooting? And, yeah. and five times at that. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? I 
not and, just a wound here a wound, yeah, to stop yeah. somebody. Stop, right. Yeah. Like you you killed this woman, you know, and, and and you shot five times. I don't I just it doesn't equal to me. Well then they always say the argument about well, when people well, why don't you shoot in like the arm or the or arm or the leg and or they're like, yeah. Oh well we can't do that because we gotta super send a mask because we might miss somebody, but then we see cops shooting at people running away when there are crowds of right. people they are around. They are literally so it's like, taught to shoot in the leg. That is like literally a part of their supposed training. Because right. yeah. you don't unless have to, they're you, black. You, yeah. Then you, you shoot go. them dead. Right. And unless they're scared, which, again, even if you want to believe that these cops are really that scared that they just shoot and it has nothing to do with race, then you shouldn't be a cop. And every cop on the force should say, man, I'm so sorry this is terrible that this has happened to you, but this is not the job for you. You killed somebody when you probably could have told them to freeze or tased them and de-escalated it. Why are they doing this blue shield? Why do they not care about their profession and care? Like, when I'm working with a bad actor... I tell somebody I don't want to work with that person again. Right, yeah. I don't cover for them. Right. Like yeah, I want yeah. the production to be good. Exactly. Yeah. What happened to cops wanting cops to be good cops? Yeah. And then what happened mm. to the training? I thought we were going through a training process after oh, all that of the, was short lived. You know, but they were making such a big deal about oh, we're oh, going to sensitivity training and doing all these different things. Where's that? Where's that at? The camera's on everyone's vest. Yeah, well, we, we knew well, that was going to happen. That's too expensive. So we knew that. You don't get sometimes six months later, a year later, right? You know. It's just, yeah. it's just it's time to really get boots on the ground. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, black people, what are y'all going to do? They right. keep killing us. What are y'all going to do? You guys can't even boycott Gucci for five weeks straight. Like, what are Gucci, y'all? Gucci, you can't boycott H&M. What are y'all, y'all, like, y'all going to oh, do? I'm, I mean. No H&M, no Gucci. I'm the person, too. I am the big boycotter. It, it gets everyone's nerve. I'm not going in there. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. yeah. Well, but they are No, not they only. No. Yeah. You know, Lassens. I don't know if you shop at Lassens. They were one of the biggest proponents for uh, anti-gay or completely anti-gay marriage. Mm. And people still shop at Lassens. I'm like, they supported. This you know, is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, why are you going in there? Yeah. Well, they have, you know, the kombucha there is really nice. Okay. Yeah. You can buy kombucha at 7 Eleven. It's cheaper. I keep having this dream that, you know, the guys that are like, you know, popping off on the block, you know, have that same moxie when dealing with like police brutality and big government. I'm like, you own the block, you hot, you know what I mean? You popping off, you got all this heart when it comes to, you know, killing somebody who looks like you, but when it comes to really retaliating against big government and really standing up for your culture and your fellow, you know, brown brethren, um, wow, the heart is just missing. Yeah. You know? It's, everything is short term. Like it, we, we were so strong for it for two weeks, and then what all of a sudden, we? what's the next thing? What are we yep. looking at now? Right. Yep. Yeah, because right. nobody wants to sacrifice their comfort. It's a yep. it's a symptom of America, not just Black America. No, we it like is. To be comfortable. Yeah. We've Absolutely. never been in a position really, really. I mean, the worst was what Pearl Harbor, like where it was on our soil. Like we have not been in the actual struggle of like none of us have that as a yeah. like actual memory that. in our souls of yeah. the actual struggle of what it is. Yeah. Black people obviously have their own specific one, but it's we not do the have same. It in our th- no, we don't. We don't have it the way that many other countries do because we have lived a very comfortable existence in America. Whether black, white, whatever. Not saying that black people have lived easy, right, right. but in terms of especially in modern oh, culture country, now, yeah. we don't have that sense memory of really it's, having to struggle for certain things and for certain I don't know. I don't, That's I, why. In my memory, my cellular DNA recalls being lynched. My cellular DNA recalls... 
Courtney, that's you, but if you look at I'm a student of history. Don't get it twisted. Like, I feel actual pain. I didn't I haven't put a story about a cop killing in our rundown. In uh, over a year at this point, because I'm exhausted mm-hmm. and there is no answer, I'm about to cry because I'm angry. Right. So don't get it, don't get confused for a second. I'm not saying that we don't feel and that we don't understand pain, but I don't think we've understood or have the memory of struggle the way that many other countries do because we have gotcha. had a very comfortable existence in this country, the same way that we assume that democracy is just gonna be. Because right. like, that's what we've known, and that's what right. we've yeah. Democracy is fragile as Right. And if we can't see that right now, then we you can't you can't expect people to do anything because right. if you can't see it and it's in your face, you can lead a horse to water. You cannot make him drink, right. that's and true. that's the same. The boys on the block, they know that. That's comfortable. That's cool. You want to unsettle that? Like they don't know how to be in that space, and they choose not to. Right. Period. There's that, and then, and then white supremacy has done an excellent mm-hmm. job at instilling fear, you know, in, in having an individual leader, because every individual leader that we've ever had has been assassinated. Exactly. So everybody's like, going, well, who's going to be the next someone? Who's going to be the next Martin? Who's going to be the next Malcolm? Who's going to be the next Nipsey? All no of us has to be. Right. It can't, we cannot true. just can't put just it on one person. Right. We all have to stand. Right. You know, every time I see, you know, has, uh, they're at Sean King, at Lee Marriage, like, they can't be the only two. Parnell, be still. You're knocking the mic. <laughs> they can't be the only, only people, people who are standing up. We all have yeah. to make those phone calls to our, yeah. our, our representatives and stuff. I've been making phone calls and yeah. writing and emails and marching yep. and all that stuff yep. for years yeah. and telling friends, like, well, y'all get your asses out here. I can't march for no. 10 of you. You just no. complain. You got to do something yeah. about it. But we've been sure. sold. The American dream is the really nice house and a really nice car and money in the bank. And so right. that's what everybody's aspiring for. Not the American dream is that everybody is living a good life together and in peace Collective. and right. harmony and right. all that that's not what it is and if your goal is only the you know physical materialism of the American dream that's what you're going to strive for and that's what you're going to work for if that means you got to eat keep cheap steal destroy whatever you do 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 all of that and that is the culture of our country it's to cheat kill and destroy to get that that. but that's that whole the whole culture of how cute do I look at this Instagram so I can get more followers so I can get people to pay me to do this and do that and become an influencer we're numbed by the Kardashians not in the sense of them specifically, specifically but the, yeah, the culture, yeah. the culture, yeah. All right. and well, specifically yeah. them as well. Yeah. And specifically them, <laughs> <laughs> them as well. They got a good part. But there's a, a lot part. of Kardashians yeah. out there. There's a lot yeah. of Kardashians yeah. out there. But bravo to them for working the game. Bravo to yeah. them. Yeah. Getting they, the they were giving this world hundred million dollar <laughs> checks. Yeah. Well, Do your thing. All right. Keep preparing to live in this dystopian. Yes. Situation. All right, we're going to move on to the positive now. I'm we got a lot of projects in this room. I know. All right. We got Shanti. You got a lot of good stuff going on. Excuse me. Emmy nominee. Emmy oh, yes. Nominee. That's how I yes. Emmy nominee. Shanti. Tell us about your new project you're working on. Um, you know, we're going back to season three of Bronx SIU, and uh, I was nominated for an Emmy on season one. Yes. Uh, it just happened. Yes. Thank nice. you. Nice. Um, it, was, it was crazy exciting because it was our first season, and this was just the this passion project of a show. Um, we have a black creator. We have almost all brown um, stars in the show and behind the scenes as well, which is a really big deal. And, uh, you know, we just really wanted someone to watch the show. And so then we got seven pre-nominations and three <laughs> Emmy nominations. Wow. Seven pre-nominations? Seven pre-nominations. Amazing, right? 
Um, and so I'm just thrilled. We're, we're all so excited to go back for season three now that we have a little confidence um, from the network and yeah. other things like That's that. That's a lot of confidence. That's yeah. a lot yeah. of confidence. Yeah. Let me, let me yeah. give you a full Thank nomination. You. Your full nomination description. Yes. Lead actress in a digital daytime drama series. I mean, that's huge. Mm, and yes. it's on Amazon. If y'all haven't checked it out, you got to check it out. Please. And uh, you, you're, you're killing it. I mean, and you Thank also you. have Bounce TV's Family Time. And then you have yeah. a new project, Bolden, coming out, too. Yeah, well, Bolden's well, out right now. Oh, you can right check now. that out as well. And uh, Family Time, we're doing season seven and eight, our final season. <laughs> yes. So uh, don't miss it. It's I love it. I love that show. Yeah. Now, I know you play so many different roles. What Crazy. would be something that you'd like to do next that you feel like maybe hasn't been out there or done yet or maybe your own personal project? Yeah. You know, I do have a personal project coming out this year. It's a dance project because mm. I started as a dancer. Okay. And um, even though I've gotten to dance a little bit in some roles, I've never really gotten to showcase the fact that I'm a trained dancer through all mm. forms of dance, yeah. from tap to point to salsa to hip hop, you know, any kind of dance I've done professionally. So this show is going to showcase that, and I'm thrilled about that just because, you know, as a dancer, you work so hard. Yeah. And then to just kind of drop all of that, yeah. it was breaking my heart. So. We should do Loquisha 2, the musical. <laughs> Loquisha 2, the musical. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be there your you go. face. Your face was, was awesome. put open and my hand down you there like this. Oh, I, like I love it. <laughs> Wait, I was She's hoping I could play a white man. man. Right. I feel like my life would open up. Like just play a white man. Just play a white man. That'd be good. Now, Shanti, let me ask you this, because uh, you, you've been in the game for a while, no yeah. pun intended, the game. The game. The game. Um, have you seen the roles really shift for black women, especially now we have the age of, you know, the Amazons, the Netflix, the, you know, the digital places. Now it's yeah. not just network. So are there really more roles for black women? No. Really? Absolutely not in the uh, mainstream. Okay. Now, what is amazing is, and this is why the Emmy nomination was such a big deal, digital is where it's at for everybody. Yeah. There is amazing yeah. content, creative, your story, your story. Everybody's story is being told in a beautiful way on digital, on Amazon, on Netflix, streaming. Um, but the, the networks are still like writing two black roles and hiring the same five black actresses that they've been hiring. Yeah. They'll test about 10 black people and hire, you know, the, the same, same Latina actress they've been using. Right. Like, it's just the same kind of thing that they're doing. And it, it was breaking my heart until I saw what's happening on digital because yeah. it's incredible. You have, you know, brown-skinned female writer telling a story. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. that's not been done in a long time. So I'm, I'm loving it. I love that. I mean, we're loving your work, and sure. we're yeah. happy to have you Not in here forever. today. Yeah, congratulations. You. And you're killing it. You know? A lot of yeah. opinions. Sorry. That's what we encourage on this show. Yeah, yeah. We do this all the time, and then we go have drinks. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I need one. I know. Are we done? Almost. You guys are doing Hold the cocktail, chef. Hold on. We got to talk about that. Hold the cocktails. Sorry. That was my fault. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. All yeah. good, all good. All good. Yeah. So, no, but we're looking forward to seeing more from you and Thank everything. Thank you so much. Thanks. And uh, is there, a, like, a, is there something that you have this year, like a, a resolution that you really want to conquer, even if it's not just a role or, you know, something in life that you really want to go after in 2019? 2019. We still got six Wow, months. wow, wow. I know. You know, honestly, I wanted to get my TV show done this yeah. year, the dance one, and I think that's happening. So I'd like to think of a better, more interesting one, but... No, I mean, I that's real. I just want to live, like, truly an extraordinary life. I, I mm. My goal every day is to wake up and just 
live and be, and yeah. and um, it's been working. I've had an amazing year thinking of life that way. I so. love that. Nice. I'm gonna take on that. I'm gonna receive yeah, that, take that, that off. So I'm gonna bring that, that. on to my it. life. Bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. Now we have our uh, boys here as well, uh, Michael. Boys, I'm back in town. And Parnell, you guys have a, a little project you have oh, called, uh, you know, a little something, 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 something called Dear Harvey. Yes. Tell us about that. You want to go or you want me to go? I'll let you artistic right. director. So, okay. <laughs> so uh, Dear Harvey is uh, a play that's written by uh, Patricia Lowry, a playwright from San Diego, the San Diego area. And it is a uh, compilation of stories and letters that were written to Harvey Milk. And Harvey Milk was uh, the first gay commissioner in San Francisco who was murdered. Um, Which we saw views. Sean Penn. Yes, Sean right. Penn and, you know. In the movie Milk, and so this is um, sort of a collection of stories from all of the people who knew him. And what's great about it is that the stories are not all like, "Oh, he was wonderful. He did all this." It's like some real stories, like he was an asshole. I didn't like him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it, it, so these stories, all these truthful stories, come out, and uh, we're doing this reading of it on Harvey Milk Day, which is uh, May twenty second, in uh, the city of West Hollywood at the West Hollywood Council Chambers. And it has we, we this is our second year doing it, and this year we are honored to have Nolly Parnell and uh, our good friend Brittany Wheeler coming in. Um, we also have Bruce Valanche, you oh, know, wow. Emmy Kipers. Award winner as well. He's from Cape Cod. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we also have Gia Gunn, who is one of the finalists on Drag Race. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's also coming in starring in it. And we have a lot of commissioners from the city of West Hollywood on, like, the Trans Advisory Board, on... Um, the um, gay and lesbian boards and all those people who are coming in to donate their time to do this. Um, And it's really very cool because the stories... We read through it for the first time last night as a collective cast. And, you know, when you go into these things and you have basically a lot of non-actors doing this, I go, read the script before you get there. They don't read the script. (laughs) (laughs) So last night they were hearing these words and stories for the first time. And they were just physically and emotionally just like... (sighs) Because what we learned in reading it last night again is that while this was 1978... Those stories are incredibly resonant today. Yeah, sure, yeah. like this, the same struggle, the same struggle for just equality. You know, between queer people, between black people. You know, those struggles are still so relevant today. And to read those, you know, these letters from 1978 and go, we are still having this exact same struggle with this exact same language, and it's it's very hard. You know, and, we, and so and I know for me personally, as a black queer man, it's like. I'm out there on the front lines every day, yeah. every day, because I have this platform. I have this platform that I get to use, you know, but, you know, and it's hard because I'm fighting for, you know, black rights and for queer rights and, you know, and the rights of me as an adopt, you know, a, a, a queer man who's adopted two children, mm-hmm. you know, and making sure that those rights stay in the place. Wow. So it is exhausting, yeah. but it is so worth it. Yeah. yeah. So and I think I've been involved in a Dear Harvey production. This is what? Fourth or fifth fourth time, or fifth time. over the last ten years, and this year I was kind of, oh, I'm not going to do it again. I've done it so many times, but then you, it's like, listen, we need some more black folks over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it, um, and I was yeah, like, I okay, all right. But it is when you start hearing the stories again because you kind of forget as the year goes by, and then you hear that it's like, oh, it is so important to still tell this story yeah. of of how how is important because that was the one thing about Harvey Milk is that he realized 
the importance of intersectionality is like, listen, I can't just talk to the white gay folks. Sure. I've yes. got to talk, talk to, to the union workers. I've got to talk to the, the garbage men. I've got to talk to yeah. the teachers. I've got to talk to all these different people, all these different communities to realize that you are not my enemy. There is a power structure that mm-hmm. is trying to keep all of us down. That once we recognize that and fight against that, everybody gets a bigger slice of pie instead of us fighting over the crumbs. Yeah. yeah. And is that what attracted you to the story initially? Is just what he meant to change, what he meant to change, really, in this in this community? I think that's a big part of it. Um, uh, Celebration Theater is, uh, where I'm the artistic director, um, is the oldest continuously producing lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, two-spirited, allied, asexual, cisgender, gender non-binary theater in the country. Wow. Ooh, we are man. celebrating 38 years. Say that 30 oh, times. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I've said it more than 30 times. I'm like, honey, if you can't find yourself in that alphabet, you are. So, it's like, you know, until Telling those stories and telling those stories with a uh, diverse cast and hearing those words come out of a black trans woman or hearing those words come out of a a Latino queer male, you know, that are that have been white centric stories. But to hear have have look at hearing those through the lens of someone of color. It's sort of like crazy because yeah. th- those two, as you say, intersectionality of those stories, yeah. you know, coming in from this direction but telling that story. I'd love mm-hmm. that. And it gives a total different perspective, yeah. too. And then how can people buy tickets or get involved or do it, you know, see come it. see it? How do they Well, it's find uh, it? May 22nd. Uh, you can go, there are tickets that are, uh, you can go to West. Okay, this is when I bring things out like this because they tell you. We want it to be accurate so people and can come I'm, see and, and support I'm it. I'm of a certain age, so. Okay, so you uh, go to weho.org slash pride. Uh, and there are tickets, all tickets are free. Okay. It's a, uh, the, the event, it holds about 175 people. It sells out pretty quickly. Just go to Eventbrite and uh, type in uh, uh, One City, One Pride. And all the free events for One City, One Pride will come out. There's an art. There's a, there's a, again, going back to this, there is a queer history program that's going to be happening. There is, um, what does that say? Oh, <laughs> I got to say this. So the theme for, it. the theme for like Pride this year is love is love. Is love is love. And there's a, where love is a legal photography exhibit. There is something real cool. It's called New Stages LGBTQ Seniors Theater Project Presents I Do, a musical that was written by seniors, performed by seniors. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I'm here. So, first of all, yes. so, first of all, bring your Kleenex because you know seniors. that it's going to be so cute because one of the seniors uh, who I know personally is 82 years old Aww. and is about to marry Aww. his Aww. And it's just so adorable. Anyway, that is on May 25th and May 26th. And these are all programming that is part of One City, One Pride during the Pride Month starting May 22nd and ending June 30th. And you said people can go and get all those listening of events at the yeah. at the WeHopePride.org. Okay. But I see. I won't make you repeat it. Rewind. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Y'all just click back. Y'all just click back. Right. All right. Well, uh, unfortunately, we have to conclude, but uh, that's great information to conclude with. Where can fans find you, you, Courtney? Yeah, you guys got to come back. Y'all heard it. They said come back. Come back. (laughs) We'll let y'all in the room. We'll let y'all in the room. I hear this. Courtney, where can fans find you? I'm all over the social media universe at Stuart Starlet. Jesse. Everywhere at DJ Jesse J. 
Tanisha. at Instagram on Tanisha Laverne Grant, all three names. And to Harlem, all my New Yorkers, people from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware, I will be doing my entertainment journalism workshop at the Harlem School of the Arts, June 28th. So go to the link on my Instagram and register. This is a class you do not want to miss. Bam. Mm. Shanti? Yeah. Hey, Shanti Lowry, all across social media. S-H-A-N-T-I-L-O-W-R-Y. And be sure to catch her series. <laughs> Bronx SIU. All right, fellas, where can they find you, P? Oh, oh see, he already got P. We've been sitting together for two hours. All yeah. right, it's uh, PD Marcano on Instagram, that Parnell guy on Twitter. Greenleaf season four coming hey. up. Hey. 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 Carlton's back. Yes. Uh, I'm Michael A. Shepard, or uh, at M.A. Shepard on Instagram, or uh, sorry, on Twitter and at Instagram. Shep Dog 1122. Be sure to support Dear Harvey. You can find me, Dario Kristen, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all social media, and also on Saturdays and Sundays on CBS's oh, yeah. This Is LA. Tune in. I'm one of the hosts, so please support. Share it out. Definitely. All right, yeah. all right that's it. That's all we got. Peace I know out. we gave you a lot today. Woo. Check us next week. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. Views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.